differences among you to show which of you have God's approval. Paul points out a specific problem at time. When they eat, when they call the Lord's Supper, they don't share. They don't even eat together at the same time. Remember at that time, church meetings, uh, they would have been held in people's homes, they would have had uh, church buildings like we do today, and it seems that uh, some in the church, the rich and successful people, were meeting in the special dining room, uh, what was called the triclinium. And there they ate and they drank to their heart's content. Uh, meanwhile, the poorer, less successful people, they were left out in the hall, what was called the atrium, with, with nothing to eat or drink. Paul says, you reckon this is the Lord's Sabbath? You're kidding yourself. It's got nothing to do with the Lord. This is a rich and successful person's supper. Verse 20. When you come together, it's not the Lord's supper you eat. For as you eat, each of you goes ahead without waiting for anybody else. One remains hungry, another gets drunk. All this is not appropriate. It's humiliating. Humiliating to the poor members of the church. Verse 22. Don't you have homes to eat and drink in? Or do you just the church of God and humiliate those who have nothing. What shall I say to you? Shall I praise you for this? Certainly not. The Corinthians are making a mess of the Lord's Supper. So what Paul does to help them, he takes them back to the original, back to the blueprint. He reminds them of the history of the, history of the Lord's Supper. And the Lord's Supper goes all the way back to Jesus himself. Back to the night he was betrayed by Judas. To the night before Jesus died. To the last supper, that last Passover meal that he shared with his disciples. Jesus broke bread and he said to his disciples, That's my body. It's about to be broken on the cross for you. He also took wine and he said to the disciples, That's my blood. I'm about to shed on the cross to bring into effect. The new covenant. Now, from our, our other wedding today, we saw this new covenant. In fact, we studied it together earlier in the year, didn't we? We did Jeremiah together in Jeremiah chapter 31. Did you notice there that the promise of the new covenant, God promised to forgive their wickedness and remember their sins no more. He promised to work in them by His Holy Spirit so they would want to live for Him. God promised a new and eternal relationship with His people. And Jesus now says, my death, my blood, that will bring into effect. Through his broken body and shed blood, sinners can be forgiven. Because he will make God's people the sweetheart. For I received from the Lord what I also passed on to you, the Lord Jesus. On the night he was betrayed, Bread. And when he gives thanks, he broke it and said, This is my body, which is for you. Do this in remembrance of me. He said, another cup. He took the cup, saying, This cup is the new covenant in my blood. Do this whenever you drink it in remembrance of me. You see, the Lord's Supper. It's the Lord's Supper. It's all about Jesus. It's all about remembering Jesus. Jesus who died on the cross for us. When you eat the bread and drink the cup at the Lord's Supper, you proclaim 
Jesus as your Savior. Jesus can come and die for you. And you don't proclaim yourself as anything but one of those wicked people who missed their sins. Did you? It's not about how rich you are. That's not what gives you approval with God. It's not about how smart you are or how successful or influential you are. It's not about you. When you eat the bread and drink the cup of the Lord's Supper, you proclaim that Jesus died for a sinner like you. Because to do that until he finally comes and brings us home. Verse 26. Whenever you eat this bread and drink this cup, you proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. The way these Corinthians have conducted the Lord's Supper, the so-called Lord's Supper, is a disgrace. Here they are, proclaiming that Jesus died for them, proclaiming that there's the new covenant through the sheer grace of God that they've been forgiven for their sin and made God's people, and meanwhile there are these divisions. The rich pig out as if they're approved by God, the poor go hungry. Can you see some utter contradiction? The rich, they're showing by the way that they do it, but they don't perceive themselves as sinners in need of God's grace at all. They don't believe they're no more deserving of salvation than they think they're better because of their money, or their power, or success. They think they've earned God's approval for themselves. They say they're celebrating the Lord's Supper. It's not the Lord's Supper. It's the supper of rich people congratulating themselves. Paul says, you do the Lord's Supper that way, you're sinning against the Lord. Against the Lord who gave his life, his body, and blood for you. Verse 27. Therefore, whoever eats the bread or drinks the cup of the Lord in an unworthy manner, will be guilty of sinning against the body and blood of the Lord. Paul says, when you share the Lord's Supper, it's time to take a good look at yourself. You need to recognize the body of the Lord. Exactly clear what it means by the body of the Lord here. That, that could mean you need to recognize the body of the Lord. That is that Jesus died for you. He gave his body on the cross for you because you are a sinner. Not because you're rich or anything like that. You're no better than anyone else. You've got to recognize that Jesus, the body of the Lord, was given for you, a sinner. Alternatively, the body of the Lord here could be referring to the church. Of course, there are many in chapter 12. So in other words, you need to recognize you as you were that your church, the people that you are eating with, are the body of Christ. The rich are not better than the poor. We're all here on exactly the same basis. Sinners saved by Jesus. Even I end up saying, when we recognize the body of the Lord, we must acknowledge that we are all here on the same basis. Approved by God only because of Jesus. Paul says, you don't recognize the body of the Lord when you eat the Lord's Supper, you make it grave. If you do it like the Corinthians, you reveal that you think that it's your money or success that makes God approve of you. You don't see yourself as in need of Jesus to save you. And so, by proclaiming that Jesus has died for you, while at the same time showing that you're not relying on him, Paul says, you're naming your own judgment. You're saying, Jesus died for me, and I'm relying on my money. Is written and written and judgment on yourself. Verse 28. Now, if you examine yourself, 
raised with the prayer of Lisa Descartes. Anyone who eats and drinks without recognizing the body of the Lord eats and drinks judgment on himself. Paul goes on to say that the Corinthians abused the Lord's Supper was already had a dreadful effect among them. Some of them seek to read sleep, he says, and maybe maybe being spiritually hid. They're spiritually sick or asleep because of the way they're abusing the Lord's Supper. He may even be speaking physically. Maybe those poor are, are literally getting sick or dying from starvation while their rich friends of church get fat and drunk. Or maybe God is judging some of the rich people by causing them to get sick or die. Whatever exactly Paul was referring to, their abuse of the Lord's Supper would have a terrible impact. Verse 30. That's why many among you are weak and sick, and a number of you are poor or sleep. The way the Corinthians are acting at the Lord's Supper, they're making God angry. So Paul says, you've got to judge yourself. You've got to acknowledge that you are a sinner before God, a sinner who needs Jesus to save you. You've got to stop relying on yourself. You've got to rely on Jesus alone. That way you won't come to the judgment of God. And any judgment you do face from God will only be for your own good. God's loving discipline to help you live is forgiven. New covenant person. Verse 31. But if we judge ourselves, we would not come under judgment. If we are judged by the Lord, we've been disciplined. We will not be condemned with the world. Corinthians have judged themselves as sinners in need of Jesus, and as such, we need to stop with the favoritism. Stop with the divisions between rich and poor. They need to eat together at the same time, in the same place, each person getting their share, as a way of acknowledging that it's all about Jesus. What they are as sinners equally saved by the glorious faith of Jesus. Verse 33. So then my brothers and come together to eat. Wait for each other. If anyone's hungry, you should eat at home. So that when you meet together, it may not result in judgment. Okay, can you see what's here in the passage? Corinthians, they're abusing the Lord's Supper. The rich and influential are doing that and loving their health, and all the poor left out hungry. Paul says it's all wrong. He takes them back to when Jesus first gave the Lord's Supper, the last supper. He says it's all about Jesus saving sinners. When you eat and drink, you become that Jesus has died for you, that he's brought you into a new covenant with God, beginning you, making you God's person by sheer grace. Paul says the way you can get to doing the Lord's Supper, you're denying the whole point of the Lord's Supper, because you're not eating as equals. You're not eating as sinners saved by Jesus. You're eating as if you're a prison to the world. Paul says you're doing more harm than good. So he says, examine yourself, judge yourselves, realize that in fact you're all equally sinners, sinners saved by Jesus, and sit down and eat together in glory. Friends, when you go back to the original, like Paul does here, can you start to see what this Lord's Supper is all about? Can, can you start, start to see? Can you start to see the sort of things that you should be thinking as you eat the bread and drink the juice? Well, what are we doing? Proclaiming the Lord's death, proclaiming that he died for us, not because of anything we are or anything we've done. As we eat and as we drink together, it's a really good time for us to get our thoughts straight 
bad Jesus. Sure, they're all very similar. <laughs> <laughs> Not a big piece for you if you happen to be 
Thank you. 